mortgages can be a dry subject. So here's your oasis in the desert. It's the podcast that will get you talking and thinking, or more likely drinking. The Lennon to his McCartney, the Bird to his Ernie. It's the one and only Mortgage Stew and his sidekick Martin at the LM Experience. Well, hello again. Here we are, Stu. Episode 26 of the LM Experience. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Martin. You've yourself? Been, you've been keeping well? Yeah, not too bad at all, really. Fun, fun of the trains today? Yeah, zigzaggy, I would Zig, say. Zig, well, honest. at least you're moving forward. I went That's backwards. True. Did yeah, you really? I was down in Hastings. Really? Yes, but we're here now. That's good. We're no here. battles, then? No battles, no. 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 Excellent, excellent. Well, good to see you, Martin. Good and to see you, Stu. Today, we have a special guest. He is the director of Climb Online, the winner of The Apprentice in 2014, business partner of Lord Sugar and also UK Entrepreneur of the Year 2018, it's Mr Mark Wright. Good morning, Mark. Hello, chaps. Hello. Now, that's not a bad CV. I have to say, I have to, I tell you what, I'll tell you what, Mark, we've had some riffraff on here these last few months. It's nice to have a bit of glamour. I've tidied it? it up. I've tidied yeah? it up. Raise the bar. Exactly. Raise the bar. Oh, Raise the bar. You know, uh, thank you for having me on. It's really, really uh, nice to be here and, uh, you know, sitting with mortgage brokers. Let's, <laughs> hope, let's keep the tone light. You keep know? it light, Indeed. yeah. Let's that's make that, it fun, you guys. That's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> Indeed. Um, Mark, Obviously, kind of all of us know you from different things. Yes. So, I think probably the best way to approach this, first of all, is in relation to pre-apprentice. What were you actually doing prior to the idea of going onto the show to begin with? Uh, so, um, so if we flash back to sort of 2010, I was um, working as a personal trainer, as a fitness instructor in Australia, <laughs> and. Um, I had this. I was. Uh, I really wanted to be successful, and uh, success means a, a lot of different things to different people. But for me, success at that point meant making a lot of money, <laughs> and I started. I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest with, with you. Yeah, I'm going to be completely honest. Um, and I started training one of the richest men in Australia. He owns the equivalent of um, British Gas in okay. Australia. Oh, okay. a company called Energex. You his personal trainer. I was his personal yeah. trainer, and uh, I said to him, "I want to be rich. How do I get rich?" And he said, "Don't be a personal trainer." <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was a bit of a problem. Yeah. And um, and uh, so I was like, oh, crap, what am I going to do? And he said, look, if you want to be successful, if you want to make money, you need to be in sales mm-hmm. um, because as a salesman, you control your own destiny, your financial destiny. So I went and worked in sales at the college where I got my personal training certificate. Okay. And when I started working there, the bloke had designed a system where you could upload any curriculum for mm-hmm. any course and study it from anywhere in Australia. It was like one of the first online portals. Oh, okay. Because Australia is so vast, people used to have to drive seven hours to go to a city yeah. to do yeah. a course. Anyway, this bloke had done it, but no one was signing up because no one could find his business. And um, he was in the yellow pages. That wasn't working. And basically... Um, I said to him, can I build a website and get it to the top of Google? Because everyone's checking Google now Mm -hmm. to to find businesses. And that's kind of, he goes, yeah, go along, go go and do that. So I built a website, got it to the top of Google. I got it ranking number one for the words personal training course. Mm -hmm. And we went in one month, sorry, in three months from $2,000 a month in sales to $240,000 a month. In one month. In one month. It just jumped up. 2011. How old were you then? I was 20. Wow, yeah. that's impressive. So I learned a very important Fantastic. lesson. Ask for some e- equity in your business before you make it successful, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not after. Before he dumps you. Yeah, dele- exactly. Deletes your number from his so phone. So that, that's kind of how I figured out 
what I was going to do yeah, for a living. Yeah, which you wanted to go. Exactly. Were you, were you, your family in business then, or were you, were you just different? No, no. So basically, I've never been to university. My mum or dad never been to university. There's not a degree in our household, as far as right. you can see. Yeah. Um, my mum owns, uh, she owned a chain of hair salons. And my dad owns a garage uh, of, um, we own a used car garage and uh, mechanics. Mm-hmm. And so I think as a kid, as a child, you're so impressionable, right? Mm, and when we were sat at the dinner table, I wasn't hearing about, you know, what was happening on the news or this is happening at university. All the talks were, oh, this staff member didn't turn up today, yeah. rent's due on this premises. Cash so oh, your yeah, cash drama. flow, wages. So everything that was embedded in me was about small and medium-sized business mm-hmm. from a very young age. And I remember my mum and dad went through some really hard times financially mm-hmm. uh, when the businesses were struggling. And I remember just sitting there as a kid thinking, I'm going to grow up and be so successful that I can just fix their problems mm-hmm. because that's what you do as a, as a child. You take yeah. your problems on, you, you, you try and learn how so to fix were, them. Were they, were they from that sort of small business genre where they were grafting but weren't making a lot of money? Is yeah, that what you saw, and you wanted, you know, you could see a different way to do that. Oh, it was, it was, it was, it was mental. It, you know, I remember my mum would work in two jobs as a hairdresser in businesses she owned, and then she would go to McDonald's and would clean in the evenings. Right. She was working so hard, mm-hmm. and just always seemed to be broke. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. it was just insane, and I, I, I couldn't figure it out. A great role model for you. I think you're looking at when you, when people talk about, oh, I've had a hard day. You know, which means three hours on Google. You know, yeah, but yeah. you've seen you've seen a hard day up yeah. close and personal, so you know what grafting looks like. And I think that's a really important lesson mm. that people can take forward. Yeah, and look, I still argue with my my mum, uh, my dad particularly now. So he still mows his own lawn. Now I outsource everything. <laughs> yeah. So like, I haven't cleaned my own flat in like years, right? And that's not because I don't want to, or I'm become beyond that. Anything that doesn't pay me. I no, don't do yeah, it. Not interested. Yeah, focus I'm, on. What I you can't can... make money cleaning my flat. Yeah. Um. So I pay someone else to do that. Yeah. And and he, it's that old school thinking of you get a job, you work really hard, mm-hmm. you pay your bills, you're honest, you do things the right way, and you you one day pay off your house and you're successful. Yeah. I totally disagree with that whole mm-hmm. line of thinking. Uh, much to my dad's disbelief. <laughs> um. And uh, but look, you know, I had an amazing upbringing that really taught me the the value of hard work and. Yeah. Combining that value of hard work with what I've been able to learn from working with mentors like Lord Sugar and the mm-hmm. other people I've had, if you combine hard work with the right way of thinking about money mm-hmm. and business, it's a really powerful recipe. Yeah. 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 Do you think it's a lot of, and I guess this factors into the psyche that the viewers see on, on The Apprentice Show, sometimes, for example, people will see other types of individual on there perhaps who have been brought up a different way. Yeah. And as a result, I personally tend to find, because my, my own background, my dad was a plumber, my mum worked in a supermarket. So from that perspective, that type of person, when it's on a show like The Apprentice, where let's say they've had a very smooth ride in comparison to other people that you could you the might... Silver Spoon yeah. Brigade. Yeah, yeah. 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 You can have, sometimes you start to feel differently about them right from the beginning. Yeah. And you, you can sort of see through and you can see the people who, who know the reasoning behind what they're trying to to achieve by being on there as well. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Do you know why I won The Apprentice? Solely because it was a game of the mind. It was a mental game. And any in the first two weeks, mm-hmm. I wasn't the best. I wasn't the best there. But what happened was, is as it went, the endurance started to kick in. Lack of sleep, lack of food, not seeing loved ones, pressure. Mm-hmm. And... I managed to beat people in the mind. And so to give you an example, at 8 o'clock at night, 
every night I'd be in bed. Mm-hmm. I was the first in bed every night on The Apprentice. Other people would stay up drinking piss till 11 o'clock <laughs> at night, talking, yep. gossiping, whatever. At 8 o'clock I was in bed, right? I was up first. I was always dressed properly. Mm-hmm. I was meticulous in the little things that weren't happening on the camera, right? Yep. And I've never really talked about this, but I knew that was being fed back. I knew Lord Sugar was hearing everything. Who was in bed first? Mm-hmm. What's the attitudes like in the yeah. house? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. It's little things like, is your shirt nicely ironed? How do you present yourself? Mm-hmm. And what I figured out, what I later heard is when Lord Sugar asks a question to the collective group, what he's looking for is to see who the group look at. Oh, so okay. who has in within the household brought themselves to a dominant perspective to the other contestants yeah. because that person will be successful in business mm-hmm. because they'll get everyone in their business to follow a leader. Become the focal point. You've yeah. got it. You've got it. So <laughs> and I did that. Yeah, because well, that's, that's the psychology part, isn't it? Because that that's the really fascinating part of the show. I and think. also, it's a thing that levels you from those with a silver spoon. The attitude. Yeah. You could have all the money in the world, mm. but if that little bit's missing about going to bed early and getting up early and looking good, mm, definitely. you won your your day. I think as well, it's it's that same sort of scenario as with when, um, certainly when Big Brother was launched here as well. The very first one of Big Brother was interesting because it was the first element of the experiment side of things because it was about Series 10, wasn't it? When, when, I won when came you on, on Series 10, yeah. But by that point, you could sort of you can sort of tell, can't you, the people that are there for other reasons than... What the shortcuts are fame. Yeah, essentially. And if you're going on The Apprentice to be famous, you're yeah. on a hiding to nothing, mm. you know. What if we what if we come up with Katie Hopkins? She's a nightmare. Mm. <laughs> uh, the, other than that, the, is there really anyone that famous no, that's come from that show? You know, Alan Sugar is, is famous, but he's famous for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And Katie Hopkins is famous for being just a despicable human. Yeah. And other than that, if you're going on there to, you know, get a radio gig or a TV gig, there's, there's much better ways to go about that it, mm. i used it for what it was the lever- and, yeah leverage yourself yeah Perfect. lord sugar said to me plain and simple to my face you've got two options now you mm-hmm. can use this to be famous or you can use this to be rich and when you're a 23 24 year old guy hearing that from a billionaire mm. yeah you, you my, my eyes listen. lit up like yeah, christmas yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so look let's take a step back mark how, how did you get to the uk and, and how did you get on the apprentice talk us through that well yeah so um I basically uh, wanted to go backpacking. Uh, yep. You know, Australia is a you know an island out in the middle of nowhere. I wanted to I wanted to come over uh, and see Europe. I wanted to see London. I wanted to uh, see the world. Basically, so I started backpacking. Uh, I did uh, twelve months on the road <laughs> backpacking. I ran out of money um, <laughs> after after twelve months, and I got to London, which was um, the closest town that spoke English to where I ran out of money. <laughs> and I ended up in Victoria, just down the road from right. where we are today, in a hostel called the White Ferry House. Um, and I had 170 quid, which isn't a lot of money and in London. That That's all it. I had. That's all I had. And uh, I didn't have a phone. I didn't have a laptop. So I went to an internet cafe and I wrote a CV for myself. It's not as impressive as the CV you, <laughs> you read out just before. And uh, I walked. I did it old school, walked and door knocked businesses until mm. I got a job. It took me five days to get a job. But this is where I really disagree with people that say they can't get work. Like, yeah. what a load yeah. of shit that is. Mm. If you really will do anything and mm-hmm. you're committed to working hard, there's yep. jobs everywhere you yeah, look and opportunities oh god there is opportunities everywhere mm-hmm. um and so i got a job worked my way up in a in a sales organizer i was a cold caller just making sales calls to sell digital marketing um and 
I um I was sitting across from a guy from New Zealand and he said, "Hey bro, do you want to try out for the apprentice?" And I said, "What's the apprentice?" And he said, "It's a, a TV show where an old man yells at you." <laughs> I was like, "You'll be listening in, you do know that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Lord Sugar. Um and uh, so I went down and it was in Tottenham Court Road, literally down the road from where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Uh I the day I went out to the uh, tryouts for the apprentice, 75,000 people were there. Wow. So it was just it was so much bigger than I we don't have the apprentice in Australia. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, right, okay. I'd never seen the show. I didn't know who Lord Sugar was. I had no idea what I was in for. Mm-hmm. And we just go into this building with 70,000 people. And it's an 11-story building. And at each level of the building, they eliminate 50% of the people. Wow. <laughs> So you just put through a grueling task, like they give you a bin of stuff to sell and you've got to sell items that uh-huh. are crap. They're really crappy items. And I was just in my element selling things. And then they do things like what's this times this minus this is a percentage. Uh-huh. What's, uh, what is a loss leader? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, r- you have to write a political manifesto. It's quite broad. Yeah. Uh, it's really broad. Uh, and, you know, I've been in business now nine years. The apprentice tryouts was still probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. Right. Okay. What year is this? Uh, 2000. 2013, the right. tryouts. I was on yep. the show in 2014. So on that day, did you get to the top floor? I got, yeah. Is that is that is that you done and dusted then, or is there then another selection process? Yeah, so I, they call back the final 100. Yep. So I come in 75,000 at 8 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. At midnight that night, I was one of two left from that day. And obviously, that on, they're holding similar things in Manchester, yeah, yeah. Scotland, oh, okay. um, Wales. So they, they, they move them around. So I was one of two out of London from that day. Mm-hmm. They call back 100 of us to a, a secondary tryout. And from that, they get the top 20. Um, really so hard to stuff. get to that point to be honest oh, it's anywhere incre- close. it, it it's is a lot well, how did you find out what did you, what, when you you know what how, how i was in react? st paul's at a business meeting and it, uh, the bbc or oh, the, the production company always rang off a private number and they said i'd got into the final 100 and i was like god yes. damn that's awesome <laughs> that's, I'm that's, that. that's i'm loving that <laughs> and and i knew if i got on there I was winning this thing. Before you'd even got in front of the camera. I've known very few things in my life, but you know, sometimes you just, you get a feeling. (laughs) And I knew this opportunity was for me. And deep down in my gut, I was like, I'm going to win this thing. And and, and I felt like the other people there were literally just extras in my movie. Like Mm -hmm. they would just get, get, yeah, they were just just bit players. I was so confident. Like I literally demanded the respect of everyone in the room. I was so ruthless and I was so confident Mm -hmm. that I was, I must've just been an an intimidating prick to everyone else (laughs) that was near me. Um, and it worked. Yeah. And I and they rang me and I was at St. Paul's and I was in a meeting, in a business meeting, but I just was so rude. I answered the, the private number. I said, you know, Mark speaking. She said, hi, it's the producer from The Apprentice. Wanted to let you know that you've been selected. And I was like, I just screamed. I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, yes. Because I knew that. Meeting, didn't oh, it? <laughs> I didn't even care because I knew I was quitting my job. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. I just left the meeting. I quit my job. I gave up my flat. So I was homeless. Mm. Uh, and if I got fired on task one... Mm. I'm now without a job and without a flat, but I didn't. I just took every risk. And people always say to me, "Oh, you're lucky. You know, you're rich now, or you're famous, or you're successful. Um, you got lucky from The Apprentice." What they didn't see was the four months of tryouts, mm-hmm. right? The quitting my job, mm-hmm. uh, the giving up my flat, and I had no salary for eight months. And all it, in a different country, Mark. Let's not. That, and all in yeah. another country. You know, yeah. It's like me and Stu yeah, yeah. going to. <laughs> Brazil yeah. and getting on the well, apprentice down there, you know. That's yeah. a, it's a, you're also you're running the you're running the whole gauntlet as well, aren't you? Of doing things which 
culturally, culturally, culturally sometimes yeah. people can react to it differently. That normally, if you're back home, it'll be a situation there where it would just be brushed off. Nobody yeah, would care. Exactly, because people would say, "Oh, the M25," and I'm like, "What the hell's that?" You know, <laughs> yeah. like th- it's just the little know. terminologies that people have grown up with mm. that I just I yeah. was hearing for the first time. Yeah. So tell us about the final two. You got you, you, you're down there. Yep. you got you and one other. Yeah, you got Lord Sugar in front of you. He was he was was Karen. It's Karen and Nick Hewer. So yeah. I was Nick Hewer before Claude Littner. Yeah. Um. So I had Karen Brady, Lord Sugar, um, and and thing, and um, I knew I'd won. Did you? I, I, I don't even want to beat around the bush. Bianca, who was the lady who came um, second to me, uh, she was a really astute woman. She was mm-hmm. very sharp, very clever. She had a great idea, but uh, I think. Alan Sugar's probably got pretty good at sensing a good business person and he knew that I was like an animal yes. and in his book he he's recently put out a book called 10 Years in Television he said that in the 11 years before me he'd never seen anyone so ruthless he says I've got a, mo- a ruthless demeanour which he's never seen in any contestant before me uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing but he's looking for a business I, I think he's pretty so- ruthless himself so <laughs> yeah. take, I would say that as a compliment yeah. Yeah. I really would that, that could even be like a strap line for an autobiography <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, and then, so he says, look, you, you've won. Um, you're going to be my business partner. And then he he messaged me the next day and he said, I want you to come around to my flat. We'll talk about how we're going to get this business mm-hmm. going. Now, bear in mind, this has not gone on TV. Mm. I'm still completely unknown, catching the tube everywhere. I go around to his flat, which is like just the most exuberant, just mm. incredible place. It's not really a flat. And <laughs> in central London, I go there. And uh, and I was so nervous. I'd never seen him outside of The Apprentice. I'd only ever seen him on the TV or in across the boardroom table. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I walk into his flat, and it's just him and I in the living room. Right. And I had my CV and my business plan, and I was so nervous. I had a three-piece suit on. He's in his jeans and his shirt. And I said, Lord Sugar, thank you so much for the opportunity. Here's my CV. And I gave him my CV, and he ripped it up <laughs> in front of me. And it's just him and I in a room. He rips it up, threw it on the ground. And he said, son, I don't care how far you can throw a fucking boomerang. <laughs> and I was like, this that, is going to be That's a title t- for a book. Yeah. I'll tell you. There's your autobiography title there, Mark. It was very... But look, my company, Climb Online, we're already the most successful business to be founded by an apprentice winner. Mm-hmm. Turnover 10 million pounds, 40 employees, three officers. It is literally like someone put steroids in my business um, well, from t- the moment tell us what you did come on give, yeah, us, so, give us a pitch so well it, it, you know you've won anyway by uh, the way. Exactly. You I've, I've already won um, <laughs> so our, our business is uh, it's a digital marketing uh, agency but it's a performance based agency okay. we help companies of all sizes generate leads uh, leads and sales from online so that could be anything from being at the top of Google on the right social media platform um, yeah we, we, I just love helping businesses mm-hmm. and we go in and we just literally build them a website get it to the top of Google and watch the leads or sales start coming in and you know we work with everyone from Emirates, Groupon, mm-hmm. CV Library right down to everyday hairdressers, plumbers, dentists. Which is funny because that's pretty much what you did when you were a personal trainer. You've got it. That's you know it's just on a much bigger scale now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and and I went and worked at the biggest agency in the country in England when I first got here. Mm-hmm. And they were ripping people off left, right and centre. The way they were treating their staff, the way they were treating the customers was despicable. And I took them the business plan for Climb Online and I said, you know, we need to move to this model. And they laughed at me. Really? Um, so, you know, I'm happy that we are where we are. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. So, with regards to um, Climb Online as well, I had a look at your site. looks great. Thank also you. Also on there, we've also got an academy. Yes. As well. How does that all work? So... 
basically, I've been very lucky um, in my life to be mentored by some very successful people that's given me an opportunity to change my life financially and successfully. Mm-hmm. I want to give that same opportunity to other people. And when I looked online, um, there was no courses for um, entrepreneurship and uh, digital marketing in the UK. So I wrote my own level one and two course. Excellent. I gave it to the Princess Trust for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also sell it on my website. Um, it's 400 quid. You get a level one, two, fully uh, certified um, qualification in digital marketing. Mm-hmm. And if you pass it, you can also get a three-month internship with me. So wow, you can come fantastic. and work for us. That's um, I might so, do that myself. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, my local grocer, uh, that, that, where I go my shopping in Essex, um, it's not good being named Mark Wright in Essex, by the way. <laughs> Get a lot of wrong attention. I'm not even the most successful person by my own name in <laughs> yeah. my own town. Uh, so uh, he did the course, uh, the guy that served me every day. I went into the supermarket. He said, can I work for you? I said, if you do my course, he did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I then hired him. Uh, so my grocers had to hire someone new. And he's now one of my most successful employees. And I just think That's sometimes wild. businesses focus on making money before they actually help people. Mm-hmm. And and you need to educate what you guys are doing with this podcast in your sector is really admirable. You need to educate people. You need to give back to your sector because then you become a key person of influence. Mm-hmm. By doing a course, a book or a podcast, you become a, a, an authority in your sector to get custom, but also trust from the industry. Yeah. What, what would you say, what are your plans in the immediate sort of near future? I've so much. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm literally, I'm only coming into my prime right now, I think. Um, little things like I've just uh, started my own property company mm-hmm. uh, called Right On Property. Um, and uh, it, it, we've already bought a few properties, buy-to-lets and HMO deals that are starting to really become successful mm-hmm. now. Uh, and I've got a real passion for that. I love um, speaking on stage. I've got um, mm-hmm. a really big event coming on in June. I'd love everyone for it to attend that. Uh, some big, big name speakers. At, Give at it a plug, the, uh, Mark. Where is it? Uh, it's it's going to be at Heathrow. Yep. Uh, okay. If you come to my website or follow me on uh, Instagram, Instagram, mright underscore 10. Okay. Uh, if, you, if you come onto my Instagram, you'll see a link to buy um, some tickets there. It's going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. I've also got two books coming out this year. Fantastic. Of my own, um, which which is which is really cool. One on digital marketing and one on my story uh, so far. Brilliant. Brilliant. Do, do we get mentioned or is that a bit early? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> well, you, in the sequel. Exa- we'll, we'll probably no, be in d- the film. D- you, definitely, you need to yeah. come to my, yeah, the film. The film will be good. We'll be yeah, yeah, wait till my That'll Netflix film. Uh, Mark, right. I'm going to put you on the spot. Because yep. um, we're about business. It's not just about mortgages. It's about business. Just you've got his brand. I've got my brand. Um Three tips. Someone's listening in now, yep. all right? Maybe maybe a personal trainer, yep. all right? He yep. wants to be rich. Yep. What three things would you give him as tips to maybe be where you are today? Well, it, it's really simple, really, um, because it was all the things. It's all the things most people do wrong, mm-hmm. and that's how I've uh, I've learned. Most businesses, if as a business tip, have a terrible website. And I'm not saying that because I own a web agency. But the number one thing I go into any business to mentor or coach someone, I look at their website and it's crap. Mm-hmm. They've tried to cut costs, or they've used a free website builder, and they're getting no results. By having a really good and investing in your personal brand online and your website, you will immediately attract better attention and more business for yourself. And the, the second tip is to to read more. Uh, I hate reading. I'm dyslexic. I can't read and write at all. Not many people know that. Oh. But the most successful people in the UK on average read one book a week. 
on average, the people who leave formal education in the UK read half a book in the rest of their life. <laughs> so the successful Big and difference. the rich people are reading keep one learning. and half. Keep learning. Mm-hmm. Listen to or I listen to audiobooks one a week, and find a good mentor. Okay. Find someone that is being successful in the field that you're in, that you aspire to or you look up mm-hmm. to. Even if you need to pay them for an hour's mentoring a month, it will really, really help. So they're my three tips. Good, good uh, tips. Spend good money tips. on marketing. Find a website. Learn as much as you can and have a good mentor. And if you do that just in one year, you'll double your income. Fantastic. Excellent. Well, what a great podcast that was, Stuart. Mark, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate your time on that. Fantastic. So, so what is your website? Can you give us a website? So, if you come to online .co.uk, you'll find me. Or if you just search Mark Wright on any social media platform, there's the guy from The Only Way is Essex. You're Don't click one. him. I'm the other one. Okay. I'm the business You're the one. one. Yeah, so go for him for abs, <laughs> me for money. You for ads. <laughs> there's your tagline. I like that. Yeah. There's tagline of plenty uh-huh. here. Trademark. Right, last on, question. Yeah. Last question. Mark, do you like football? I love football. Who's your team? Love. Uh, so, Manchester United. I thought you said love football. <laughs> <laughs> you watched the game last night? Uh, I've, I, don't, I don't miss it. I, don't, I love it. Do you go? Uh, do, you go uh, games? do you know, I've been a Manchester United fan all my life. I've never seen them play at Old Trafford. Really? Oh, but, uh, someone's going to hear this. You're probably going to get a game yeah. soon. Yeah. There. yeah. Well, someone well heard one I did. Arsenal heard a podcast I did, and they offered me a free month at their owner's box there to try and convert me to Arsenal. Ah, now, the uh, way you want to approach, actually, you remember Soccer Aid, when they do Soccer Aid yes. at Old Trafford? Yeah, you want to get, yeah, get, get a game. Oh. Because because always at Old Trafford. Normally, the other Mark, Wright. Mark Wright's involved in that, so you could... So, Soccer Aid, if you're listening uh, to this, you need the better Mark Wright. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Spot on. That'll do. Thank you for having me, guys. Absolute pleasure, Mark. That was really good. It was really interesting. Um, What a great episode that was, Jim. It was indeed. Yeah, that was episode 26 of the LM Experience. Um, You can also suggest future guests for us as well via our Twitter feed, which is at the LM Experience. Uh, You can also come on yourself. You can just get in contact with us uh, with any suggestions, and we will be back with you again soon with another episode. Brilliant. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening and please subscribe and follow us on Twitter and remember there ain't no party like a highly regulated mortgage party and your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on a mortgage or any other debt secured on it.